Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9-0 crusher, have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. What's going on, Yankee fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. This is episode 40. Woohoo! My name is Chris. And I am joined by not my Yankee compadre, AJ. He's a little under the weather. Allergies got the best of him this week. I am joined by the man, the myth, former guest and legend, my dad. What's going on, dad? Oh, nothing much. I'm ready, willing, and able to fill in for good old AJ, my buddy, (laughs) my optimistic buddy, my ray of sunshine. He's been okay this season so far. Yes, he has. He has. Although, I, I, AJ, I'm going to call him out here. He probably still would have something negative to, to say about the team, even though they've won 11 of their last 12. Well, well I'm not, <laughs> I promise myself I'm not going to do an imitation of AJ. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So, but you've been good. You've been enjoying Yankee baseball so far this season? Yeah. I, the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. Your saying is my saying. A win is a win. Yeah, all we're, we're just going for W's, win games. Again, my focus this season is win series. Yes, that's all it is. What was that that one inning when they scored a bunch of runs? No hits. They had errors, walk. Rizzo got hit in the foot. Hit me in the head. Run scores. I don't care. That Hey, get on base any way you can. That, that's what's, that's what's how the they old should next, next batter up. Next man up. <laughs> yep. All, all right. So let's, uh, let, let's set you up for the current state of the Yankees. They are currently 18 and seven. They are in first place in the AL East. And I read today that for the first time since September of 2019, they have percentage wise, the best record in baseball. Yes, they do. I mean, it's it's only May, but you take it when you get it. You're going to have a hot as, as I listened on the radio and, and, and read some things, it's never a bad time to have a 10 11 game winning streak yes yes you take you take it anytime you can get it if if they if they didn't have the 10 game winning streak if they had a 10 game losing streak people be jumping out the window oh my god like, yes. oh my god what did cashman do he didn't get us a good team and let's face it there's going to be a low point sometime this season they're going to have some kind of losing streak and people are going to forget about the the, the winning streak and they're just going to say oh look what cashman did this team is no good Fans are fickle. They ride the wave. Yes, we are. I, I, two points on that. The last time they had a winning streak like this was, I think, last year, early in the season. 
kind of around this time where they they had like swept Detroit and they they went a little they went on a little bit of a streak or maybe it was in August, but they had a decent winning streak and then they lost like eleven of twelve. So they had a good streak and then they immediately followed it with the bad streak. So hopefully that's not the case. And I had also heard that you know obviously we're recording this on Friday May sixth today's or tonight's Yankee game was postponed due to uh, projected inclement weather. Cole was supposed to be on the mound. And if he threw up a stinker tonight, that winning streak wouldn't have mattered because he had a bad outing. Everybody's, what did you do for me lately? So his last couple of outings were good. If he, as you said, if he threw a stinker tonight, people would be like, oh, you know why? If he didn't throw a good one tonight, it would have been out of the rain. Wash that stuff off his behind. That That's the problem. Yes. I don't know. AJ and I didn't talk about that last week. We didn't talk about, so what were your thoughts? Did you think there was a, was there something on his butt? I, I didn't his notice pants? it. I, I was, you know, I would watch little pieces of the game on the, uh, you know, on the app on my phone. I, I didn't notice anything. Now, granted, when I'm watching the game, I'm not looking at the players' butts. So it might have been there. I just didn't catch it. Same thing. I mean, I, I only noticed it on replays when I was like, oh, let me go see what was on his behind. And I mean, clear as day, there there was something under his his pocket there. So good good for him. What do they say? If, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> no, if, if you're not cheating, you just didn't get caught. That's right. A foul is not a foul unless the ref blows the whistle. That's right. Or if the umpire stands there and awkwardly holds your hand, like, did you see what happened to, to Madison Bumgarner the other night? Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. And he got thrown. He went, he went livid on the guy. They had to hold him, pull him back. Yeah. But it, it was just weird. Like the ump was just standing there, like holding his hand, looking like trying to make eye contact with him. It was just this really awkward sequence of weird. I don't know. Sometimes those are the actions of a guilty man. Mm. <laughs> um, as we look back on the last week, the Yankees, they did not go undefeated. They came close. Uh, they swept Kansas City and they went two and one against the Blue Jays, which AJ and I talked about last week would be a tougher and more important series when you consider that they swept Cleveland, um, swept Kansas City and, uh, you know, two and one against the Blue Jays who were right behind them in the ALE standings. I thought that was important. Yeah, like you said, win the series. That's all you got to do, win the series. And uh, they would have been playing Texas tonight, but they will play three games in two days over this weekend. Uh, They got the doubleheader on Sunday, and Sunday's game is a single admission doubleheader. So if you have tickets for Sunday's game, game one is at 135, and then you can stay for game two after that. And the uh, Rangers come into town 10 and 14, and they are in fourth place in the AL West. That's that's an old time doubleheader. That's the way it was way back when, when I was a young lad. You bought one ticket and you you stayed in the ballpark for about seven hours. Well, that was also a time where they had scheduled doubleheaders yeah. in the season, right? Yep that, that they they scheduled them that way. Like I said, they the stadium wasn't wasn't filled like like it is now, but the seats were nice and cheap though. Uh, <laughs> and like I said, you just went there and you knew you were going to spend the whole afternoon there. I was I was younger, so I made friends with the soda guy. Made sure he came around every couple of innings. Bought a sandwich from home. And like I said, gra- Grandma knew where I was for seven hours. She knew you were safe in the Bronx. I was safe in the Bronx. You can't really say that too too much today. Well, hey, once I came out of the train station for the D train, it was only a couple hundred. You were right by the stadium. You just walked up the block of the stadium. You were in. You weren't going out into the neighborhood. That's true. That's true. So in the last week, um, you know, you watch the games, you listen on the radio. W- what is your take? What are you liking about this team? And, you know, we, we know that winning makes everything look good, but 
what are, what are some of the things that you've noticed this week and uh, are excited about or question or have comments on? It looks like they're back to, well, the majority, well, not all of them, but the majority of them are back to taking pitches. They're making the opposing pitcher pitch to them. When they get their pitch, they're putting it in play. You know I mean, they're, they're not always get, getting hits. I'd like to see, you know, a few more hits every game, but they're making the pitches pitch and they're, they're playing the game. They're getting the starter out of the game and then they're going to work on the bullpen. And that that's the that's the name of the game today in baseball. Get the starting pitcher out of the game and then work on their bullpen. Everybody can't come in and, and shut you down. There's got to be, you're, you're crossing your fingers. There's got to be one clunker out there who's going to come in. Now, on the other side of that same coin, what I have noticed here in the first few weeks of the season and, and really in the last couple of weeks as you know they're winning games is Yankee starting pitching is going a little bit deeper into games. You know, we're getting six and six plus innings here. And the bullpen and Yankee pitching overall has been phenomenal. Yes. Yes, it has. Um, what was it, the game the other night when um, Severino was pitching? What did he do? He went about the first three innings. He was just like mowing, mowing down everybody. And then all of a sudden he hit his rough spot. But he worked out of it, which is what you're expecting from him. I mean, the man basically hasn't pitched for two years. Yeah. So he's he's just working his way back in and he's getting stronger. His, his pitches... You watch him, his pitches have a lot of movement. I think he he's surprising everybody. I don't think anybody expected him to be like this out of the gate. Yeah, in his last start, he he went 5 innings, gave up 7 hits, 4 runs, 3 earned, uh gave up the one homer, walked one, struck out four. Yeah. But obviously, you know, he, he hit that point in the game. Yeah, they 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 got the control. They're not walking anybody. I mean, uh old uh, nasty Nestor had a little bit of a bump the other night, but when you look at it, I mean, he walked what was it, three or four batters where he'd only walked, I think, two all season. But even with that, the man only gave up two runs. It was just yeah. the night where the Yankees didn't hit. They just had the one home run from, uh, what's his name, nickname? Pal Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cortez, uh, he only went four innings, gave up the four hits, the two runs, struck out three, walked four again, you know. And then again, the bullpen came in, gave up nothing. Shut it down. So yeah, I mean, pitching has been solid and hitting has, I mean, obviously the Yankee offense, I mean, even the other night in Toronto, you know, putting up all those runs late in the game, certainly nice to see. I saw, now I know you're not on Twitter, but there's this Twitter account called New York Porch Sports okay. and their little avatar is a spoof of the New York Post. So sometimes they, I mean, their whole thing is they're trying to fool people. Um, so they put out these funky headlines they'll put out edited images and uh i don't know where i was going with that (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember i'm the one who's supposed to have a senior moment yeah i I have no idea where i was going with that okay it was the ringing (laughs) phone it threw you off yeah the phone threw me off um i think what's surprising them is unlike last year the bench players are coming through gonzalez is coming through I think uh, your, your man, your shortstop, what, what do you call him, Mr. Falafel? Uh, Isaiah Kiner Falafel. There you go. He's, I mean, he got off to the slow start, but now now when he comes up, he just looks, he looks like a smart hitter. He's yes. not trying to hit the ball 400 feet. You pitch him inside, he'll pull it. You throw it out over the plate, he'll go with it. He's doing what you're supposed to do. If the ball happens to go over the fence, more power to him. 
He's just trying to put the ball in play, and that's what you yeah. want. And then Gonzalez played big the other night. But you know, the Castro old. has been nice in the outfield. Yes, yes. Um, even um, I cross my fingers. I don't want to speak too soon, but a little second baseman, Mister Torres, he's having a nice week this week. Uh, I, I would even consider him to be one of our hotter players of the week. Yeah, he's he was uh, put, four for sixteen this week. Yeah, ball in the, the middle, play. right center. He's game the other night. What he drove in the three runs. He had the two run homer and he got the winning hit in the ninth inning. That's right. We like that. Four RBIs in the last five games, score two runs himself. All they need now is, like I said, everybody just do your thing. Donaldson, wake up a little bit more. Maybe start to get something from the catchers, but they're giving you the defense. They're framing pitches. The pitchers love pitching to them. If you're winning and this formula works, God bless us. Just keep going with it. Eventually, they'll get hits. Just just keep going out there with them. But you know what? This is... I feel like this is the type of Yankee team that we haven't seen in 25 years, right? Yeah. A team like the 96 Yankees, the 97, even the 1995 Yankees, they were not a star-driven team. They had players who understood their role, they settled into their role, and they performed in that capacity, right? It wasn't an all-star at every position, so that's good to see. They even, like, they'll they'll make mention of Stanton, who, I mean, I, I... I don't know how the man hits the ball the way he swings. I, I really don't understand him at all, but you'll see it. All of a sudden, you see an intelligent hitter. The ball is out over the plate. He'll drive it through that open spot between first and second. He's an intelligent hitter. Again, I don't understand his swing. And then, you know, he goes down, he hits a weird pitch that's maybe like a curveball where he'll swing and miss and look terrible. And then the next to bat, he comes and he hits the ball 450 feet. I don't understand them. But he's successful, and that's all that matters. You're successful in the way you do it. I'd like to see him be more successful and not swing at those pitches that make you go, what are you swinging at? Yeah, well, it's, you know. it's, it's not as bad as it's been in the past. Hopefully, he just keeps his head on straight. And he, I mean, the man's going to strike out. Let's face it, he's going to strike out. But if he can, if he comes up with a season where he hits, a good season for him, in my mind, is to hit 40, 45 home runs if he's healthy all season. Right. You expect to get the same thing from Judge. Gallo, you expect to get almost the same thing from him. So you're talking three guys who are going to give you in the neighborhood of 120 home runs. If they bat 275 to 290, the three of them somewhere in there, you, you got something going this year. And then I, that's just them three. I didn't even say anything about Rizzo, Donaldson, Hicks. You never oh, know. Oh, boy, I love, I, I love Rizzo. But before I, I profess my love for him... um quick look at Stanton's line on the year. So 94 at bats so far this season, 25 hits. Uh, he's got the five home runs, 16 RBIs. Uh, in those 94 at bats, he has 31 strikeouts and he's currently hitting 266 on the season. Well, the strikeouts, I mean, that that goes with the package. You bought the package. This is what's inside the package. Um, batting. Now, do you consider 31 strikeouts a lot in your first almost 100 at bats? You're striking out almost a third of the time. So if the man was healthy all season, top of the line, does he get 600 at-bats? You're talking 200 strikeouts. Hmm. Way back when? No, that, that was ridiculous. Now, let's I'll put it to you this way. If the man strikes out, let's say, 180 to 200 times, and he hits 38 to 42 home runs, 
and he drives in somewhere between 85 and 100 RBIs, we're going to take it. Nobody is going to be. And if you take the high end of all those stats, uh, then you figure he's being talked about for MVP candidacy. Nah, I think there's another guy that plays right field that if his season keeps up, he might be in the MVP conversation and that 31 million he turned down. That's going, to be, he keeps, that's going to be his pocket change. So if Aaron Judge keeps this up, he is going to look very smart for betting on himself. Yes. Yes. The man. Because if, if we look back at his week alone, all right. So Aaron Judge this week, he's got to, he would certainly be maybe our player of the week if I was doing a weekly thing like that. Yeah. Um, five for 17, a double, three home runs, six RBIs, a walk, nine strikeouts, stolen base, batting 294 for the week. So certainly a lot of offense from the judge. Yeah. His. His offense, he stays batting, batting 290 to 300. And honestly, I, I've never considered him a 300 hitter. I just didn't see it. But if he's batting, even in the, the 290s, if he's there for the season and he drives in over 100 runs and he's up at that 45 home run mark, yeah, he's, he's definitely in the talk for MVP. And Cashman better go find where they uh, hide the rest of that money because it's going. <laughs> All they have to do is turn on the printing press. Yes. I mean, the- fill up the Brinks trucks and back them up. Yep. <laughs> uh, but now, hold on. You, you talk about his average. Um, I'm cheating. I'm, I don't have none of this memorized. <laughs> so in so so here, here's his uh, batting averages by season. So I'll just go with 2017. Uh, in 2017, he batted 284. 2018, 278. 2019, 272. 2020, take it forward. It's worth 257. Uh, last year, 287, and this year he's currently batting 293. So he's he talks about how, you know, he's a smarter hitter now. And that's what they say. You know, you getting to the majors is nothing. It's learning how to stay, stay there. That, you know, you come in, you're a house of fire. His, his rookie year, all right, he hit the 54 home runs, 54, 53 home runs. 52. 50, all right. Well, there was a couple of foul ones. I thought they were fair. And- <laughs> You know, that that's what gets you there. But then the league adjusts to you. And the only people who stay are the people who now readjust to what the pitchers are doing to you. Um, now, he had his injuries. But again, his batting average wasn't as high in the next couple of years. But then last year, he started to bounce back. So now this is the mark of a smarter hitter. And now this year, it looks like he so far he's continuing. Is the man going to have a slump? They all have slumps. Yeah, but if he can somehow put the good and the bad together, and if he stay, if he stays in the two nineties, I'll even give him two eighty five and up. If he stays there, Yankee fans will take it. It's not the old days where oh, I want you to be a you know a three twenty hitter and whatnot and do like the old guys used to do. But if he can bat two eighty five to three hundred and hit the forty home runs and drive in the hundred hundred and ten RBIs, then it's just a question of okay, Cashman, you're going to pay him. How many years are you going to give him? How long are you going to gamble on him being a productive player for? It better not be 10. I'll tell you that. No, better not be 10. Well, you figure he just turned 30. That's got to be a six to seven year deal. That's it. Top, yeah. Next year he's turned 31. Yeah, you you can't go past him being 37. He's still doing this when he's 37? Fine, I give you another three-year contract. Go go at it. But you figure that's when, uh, well, then they got the money because that's when Stanton's contract will be done and- uh, Nice knowing you. Here's, you know, here's a first class. Go back to Florida. There you go. <laughs> I would just like to see, I, I mean, typically with these contracts, just to go off on this tangent, 
I don't know why they always backload them. Give them the money up, like make the first few years more, like decrease the contract over time. Give them the money up front. Yeah. I, that way you're not paying them, you know, $35 million a year when he's 37 years old. Man, decrepit and in a wheel. Now coming to bat, hold on, his wheelchair's stuck. He's got to get over to Rosenberg. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't understand. There's, there's a method to their madness, supposedly. I mean, they got the job. They know what they're doing. They know that I'm a mathematician. If they want to sit down and explain it to me, I'm ready, willing, and able to listen. Um, <laughs> and you'd understand it. Yes, I'd understand it. But um, <laughs> hey, you haven't mentioned one other player so far. Who did I leave out? DJ. That's right. Well, I, I was going to bring it up because um, I don't know if you saw this last night at the Ranger game. Judge LeMahieu and Rizzo were at the Ranger game huh? chugging beers at the Garden. They're allowed. They're over 21. Yeah, but that was nice to see. Yeah, but what do you got? Talk about DJ. Is he back? I think so. As long as he's playing, I mean, he's healthy. He had a hernia all last year. Ish, issue. I mean, we all have hernias. No, no. Well, hernia is the injury. Yes. Well, this year, last year, I thought he was still hitting the way he did the previous two years, but it just seemed that whenever he went up the middle or he hit the ball between center and the right field line, it's like the ball hung up a little too long, and they were able to run it down, and they were able to catch it. And, he, you know, he was hitting line drives, but they were just in the wrong spot. You know, baseball's a game of inches. Yes. It could have very easily had a better year last year, you know, if the ball was a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right. This year, it seems to be falling in. I'd like to see him turn on it a little bit more. But again, he's a professional hitter. He knows ball's inside. I'm pulling it up the middle and away from me. I'm going with it. I'm going to just hit, try to hit that line drive. I mean, statistically, last year, 2021 was, I'm looking at his career page. I'm just quickly, uh, if you take away his his first and second years where he didn't really play. Um, so from going back to 2013, last year statistically was just about his worst year in his whole career. Okay. I mean, you're going back to 2014 where he played in 149 games, had just under 500 at bats, and he batted 267. Okay, all right. I would say that's a comparable year. Yeah. And then 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20, batting average, you know, over 300. And currently he's batting 294. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, let's, he's doing what he's got to do. It's just a question of, I mean, I'd like, I like the situation where you got one extra player. You got Donaldson, IKF, you got Torres, you got Rizzo, and you got LeMayo. You got five guys playing four positions. That's a nice problem to have. You got. I'll, I'll take that problem eight days a week. Yeah. I mean, the old days, I mean, everybody wants to play every day. Let's face it. They, they all want to do that. But now it's a case of, you know, we're going to rotate through. Everybody's going to get a day off. I guess the, on, the only, uh, you get that sixth guy thrown in there because none of them really want to go play uh, shortstop. I mean, you can put Torres there. But let's face it. Oh, we don't. No, we don't want that. We do not want him playing any shortstop. I was. I was just going to say, if you put Torres there, you and uh, Mister Carton will go crazy while he's playing shortstop. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. No, he don't put him there. Yeah. But you know what gets me? Did anybody complain about it back when uh, Didi was on the team and Didi was out, or they gave him a day's rest and Torres went over and played shortstop for one game or maybe just went in in the end of the game. Did anybody but ever see, complain about it back then? We didn't complain about it back then, but that the success he had doing it occasionally 
was that made the Yankees think, oh, he can be the everyday shortstop, which he proved he's not. Well, they know he can't be, but if you go back to then and say, oh, wait, look, his confidence looks good. He's playing second base. His average is up. He's hitting the ball good. So if I had to put him there for one game or at the end of the end of a game for some reason, that should not ruin his psyche. He should be able to do it. Am I going to make- I think he's fragile. Keep him at second. <laughs> All right. We, we differ on that. So Glaber, if you're listening, I have no problem with you go, going over there for, for a game every, if, if every he's three in second, weeks. Let, let LeMahieu play shortstop. That's fine. He could do that too. No, he's an old man. He can't play shortstop. Nah. Well, he could. You're just going to have a lot of hits going to his left and right. That's true. Then you want to have your uh, fly ball pitcher in there. Yes. So other than, well, I, th- I think we, we covered all the offensive players. As you said, pitching is fine. Again, the, the only thing I'm afraid of with the pitching is at some point, you're going to have these a reliever go into a slump. You're going to have a reliever that gets tired and knock on wood, you don't want anybody to get hurt. How do you feel when you watch a game now, two, th- three runs or less lead in the bottom of the ninth and Chapman comes in? I haven't been comfortable with that for two years. Yes. Maybe more than that. You want to look at his first few pitches when they're all like down and they're in the dirt. I'm like, oh, get somebody up. He doesn't have it tonight. And he does not throw that fastball anymore. Now, no, he, 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 he relies way too much on the slider. It's almost like he, he realizes like, oh, when I try to throw that fastball, I have no idea where it's going. Which is not good. No. I mean, you get, you get one, it's right down the middle, strike. Then he'll throw it again and uh, the people in the legend seats are ducking. Yes. <laughs> Again, I mean, I, I've been saying for over two years that I didn't want him to be on this team anymore in general. You know, his his contract's I, I, up now with this year, isn't it? I think this is the end of the line for him. Yep. It's it's that's it. Let let him go. I would say let him pitch himself onto another team. Yeah, I, I'd I'd no let him problem. Go, and that's how many whatever his contract is, however many millions, I save it. And I got as of right now, uh, we got uh, Johnny Lasagna. Who we love. We love, and you never know what's going on with uh, Mr. King. Who, again, still love him. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> if, if you could develop, because you think back. I mean, I can remember in the 90s when uh, Mariano came up, he was a starting pitcher, and when he went in there, you knew when you came to that second time around the order, when you got to that third, fourth inning, he was done. It was like, he's not going to last. And then all of a sudden, hey, make him a reliever. Back then, he backed up Wetland, come in, pitched two innings, no problem. He pitched the seventh and the eighth, no problem. Wetland was gone, and he moved right into the closer spot. The rest is history. So who's the next guy that, all right, I can throw the ball 100 miles an hour. I'll give you one inning tonight, one inning tomorrow night. Give me a day off. I'll come back. I just give you that. All right, here. I know it's a Yankee broadcast, but the other day I'm in school and there's a, a custodian who always, I guess I could say, teases me when he sees me. He's like, hey, you're going to watch the Yankee game tonight? How do you like them Yankees? He's a Met fan. <laughs> and he said something to me and there was a kid passing by and the kid turned around and said, I'm a Met fan. What are you talking about? And we just started talking. And he was like, oh, we got Scherzer, we got the Grom when he comes back. So I asked the kid, I said, let me ask you a question about your pitching. I said, right now you got five good starting pitches, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we got five, yeah. I said, so is the Grom on the way back? His shoulder's okay now? He says, yeah, yeah, he should be coming back. 
I said, but he has a problem when he pitches a lot and, you know, going five, six innings, he wears down, right? I said, you got any faith in him in the long run? And the kid looked at me and he says, no, not really. I don't. I said, so here's the scenario. I'm going to give you a choice. And think of Mariano Rivera. I said, you know who he is, don't you? And the kid said, yeah, I know who he is. I said, how about DeGrom becomes your ninth inning guy? And the kid looked at me and he says, no, no. I said, listen to me. I said, here's your choice. I says, who's your, your, uh, your reliever now? I says, it's Diaz, right? Yeah, he's doing good. I says, well, I'm going to ask you, who do you want to come in and save your game in the ninth inning if you're a Met fan? You want Diaz or you want DeGrom, who's perfectly healthy? Who do you want? And he goes, well, Diaz, I said, you're not listening to me. Which one do you want? And the kid finally looked at me and he says, I want DeGrom to pitch the ninth. I said, that's all I'm saying. Make him, <laughs> make him your reliever. Diaz is doing good. He's hot on the market. Trade him. Get something that you need. He just looked at me and he was like, oh, yeah. And he walked away. So I just chalked that one up. You know, remember the end of uh, John Smoltz's career? Yeah. He closed when he was with the Cardinals, right? It was the Cardinals when he left Atlanta, he, right? He relieved for Atlanta, too. He was a starter and a reliever. Yeah. I forgot. He had a lot of saves as a reliever. He, he did what the team needed him to do. He had no problem doing it. That's what team players do. Gidry did that. Gidry became a reliever. Reggetti became a reliever. Yeah, you do what you got to do. So King could King be a starter? Probably. I mean, he's give, he's given them three innings now. If you stretch them out, he probably could be a starter. But again, I want that bullpen. And if I got, they keep talking about these other kids that they got coming up in the minors. If any one of them, who do I stretch out? And who is the guy that you're the guy I can bring you in three days in a row, pitch an inning for me? get people out. That's a very important guy to have on a team. And let's face yes, it, it is. if you're in the minors, what do you want? I want to go to New York and play. All right. Are you going to say, I'm only a starter? No. You're going to say, what do you want me to do? You want me to clean up in the dugout when everybody's done? If that gets me to New York, I'm coming. That's right. And actually that'll work as a good segue because I want to give my little down on the form, down on the farm report. Okay. So a uh, couple of highlights here from the, uh, the week that was in the Yankee farm system. Uh, at Triple A Scranton, prospect pitcher Hayden Wisniewski, uh, in his most recent start, he pitched five innings, gave up two runs. He had four hits, uh, gave up four hits, sorry, six strikeouts, gave up a home run. He was the losing pitcher, but he did pitch well. Um, at Double A, Somerset, where we're going in just a couple of right. weeks, two, which I was finally able to talk tomorrow. about. Yep. Are you excited to go see Jesus? I mean, Anthony? So help me. <laughs> when we're there, if you yell Jesus out to him... <laughs> Your sons are going to say, why is Papa beating up daddy? <laughs> hey, I, I'm excited. Hopefully we see some mat, something and uh, maybe we get his autograph. Oh, don't right? worry. Don't worry. I will get his attention. <laughs> um, at double A uh, in Somerset, outfielder prospect Michael Beltre had himself a nice day the other day. He was one for three with a home run, four RBIs, scored a run and a walk. That one home run and four RBIs was a grand slam and a Patriots win. A salami. Oh, I don't have the button ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Un salami. <laughs> Thank you, Ricky. Uh, and at high A, Hudson Valley, the Renegades, catching prospect Austin Wells. Uh, in their most recent game, he was two for four with a home run, a double, two RBIs, and two runs scored. So I, I keep hearing rumors about him that, yeah, he's the catcher now, but they don't see him as the catcher. Well, he's catching now. Well, if you're a catcher now, if he's got good defense... Could, could be an improvement. We need a little offense. I mean, what what happened to uh, Higgy? He was so good in spring training. Donaldson taught him how to hit. What happened? I, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I also don't have any information on. <laughs> Hopefully he's uh, going to come back and maybe we can see him play. That'd be nice. Um, but well, Trevino's, I mean, let's go behind a plate. Yeah. Defensive catcher. That's that's all they want. It's, it's a case of when was the last time you had two catches for the Yankees that the pitchers, it seems like they don't care which one they're throwing to. There's no favorite. Like he calls a good game. He's not calling a good game. They're calling the pitchers in the dugout. But he's framing the pitches. If I throw a pitch in the dirt, he's going to stop it. They got good percentages. They, you know, they throw somebody steals. You got a chance of getting them out. Doesn't matter who's back there. The, the pitchers have confidence, and maybe that's part of the reason why the pitchers are doing so good. They don't care what they throw. They know the guy behind the plate's going to do a good job for them. Right. Uh, so, I mean, in in Cole's last start uh, last Sunday, Trevino was the the catcher, not not not, Higgy. not Higashioka. Yeah. So it's all good. It's all good. Now, Dad, something we did not do was come up with a Yankee trivia question. You know, I'm sitting here, this I'm thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have anything off the top of your head that you could just throw at me to uh, embarrass? I mean, make me look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that. Yeah, you, you embarrassed me that that uh, trivia question AJ threw at you. Who was the last right-handed batter to hit 40 home runs before a Rod? And you were saying Gehrig and, and uh, Ruth. Who batted left-handed? I, you know, they were left-handed. I know. <laughs> oh, it's probably a thing. We'll end the broadcast, and I'll be like, "Oh, I got a hundred things I could have said to him." Um, now, actually, maybe while you're thinking, maybe I just throw a little nugget at you today. Uh, I was listening to Carton and Roberts, and Craig must have been googling something, but he, uh, or maybe it was Big Mac. We're not going to do Wag Friday, are we? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had mentioned that. I think five times in Yankees history, they started the season 18 and seven, right? Because they are 18 and seven, right? Okay. All five times they started a season 18 and seven, they've gone to the World Series. And in those five times, they've won the World Series three times out of those five. So they're currently 18 and seven. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what the years were. <laughs> no, I, well, well, one of the last, they, they started uh, in 2003. They started eighteen and seven. They wound up losing to the Marlins in that World Series. Um, but so start, start cutting confetti. All right, here I go. I'll give you one. All right, give me one. Go ahead. What's that? I have the poster on my wall here. Yankee trivia poster. Go. In the history of the New York Yankees, how many captains have there been? I'm going to say that there have been eighteen captains of the Yankees. A little off by ten. <laughs> All right, ready? I can- Twenty-eight. I can, no, I could give you them in order. There's only been eight of them. What? All right. The first one. You know who the first one was. I'm going to Wikipedia for the first one. <laughs> uh, Clark Griffith. There might be there might be a guy in the background here. <laughs> my my poster is a little skewed. It's only showing uh, everybody from Garrigan. <laughs> All right. There, there's your question. Can you name the captain starting with Lou Gehrig? There you go. The captain starting with Lou Gehrig. Uh, so Lou Gehrig. Now there actually was one there in Lou Gehrig's time there was another player who was a captain. I and I think in reality I might be off on this. It was only like for a day or two, and then they took the captaincy away from him. A very well known oh. player. Uh your, your, your son is similar to him since he likes to be called the Hambino. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth was captain, <laughs> and I remember it was only for a short amount of time. All right. So you got the old ones. You got Gehrig and Ruth. Now go. Uh 
I know Thurman Munson was a captain of the Yankees. Thurman Munson was the next one. Nobody oh. was captain after uh, Gehrig had to retire until Munson. Uh, then, then the only two that I know would be Don Mattingly and Derek Jeter. Okay, believe it or not. Ready? I'm looking at their little faces over here. Greg Nettles was a captain. Okay. Gidry was a captain. Huh. Willie Randolph was a captain. And then Mattingly and then Tajita. Let me pull this up here. I want to see this list. Okay, there you All right, so looked like there was a little bit of an overlap with some of these. Yeah, because Nettles, Gidry, and Randolph were all like in the same boat until they gave it to Mattingly. Nettles was the captain from 82 to 84, and then Willie Randolph was the captain or a captain from 86 to 88, as was Gidry. So they were co-captains from 86 to 88, and then Mattingly became the captain in 1991. So he was captain for four years. He retired in 95. Yes. All right. So there's your next future trivia question. Who's the next captain going to be? I know who I don't want it to be. Gardner? (laughs) No. No, I don't want it to be Aaron Judge. I don't know that anybody on this team currently is worthy of the captaincy. And actually, fun fact is I look at this list. Hold on. 03 to 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, 10 to 12, 13, 14 to 21, 22. Derek Jeter is the longest tenured captain in Yankee history. What year did he become captain? 2003. Okay. He was the captain from 2003 till he retired, retired. which is 11 seasons. And that is the longest in Yankee history. Because... Lou Gehrig was only four years, 35 to 39. Yeah. Well, you figure if they sign Judge next year, there's a chance they make him captain. There's a chance. If they don't make him captain, then whoever the next captain is currently is not on the team at this right. point. And, and the, the argument I would make for him not being the captain is think of the Yankee players who were on the team between Lou Gehrig and Thurman Munson. And there was no Yankee captain. Yeah, you're right. The Maggio, Mantle, Berra. Yep. Nobody. Nobody. So maybe it'll that's be, all I'm saying. Maybe we'll see the next captain in two weeks when we go to Somerset. Oh, there you go. Maybe maybe it's the Martian. Maybe Jason Dominguez is the next captain. Oh. Now, you, you're up on <laughs> I did not tally the, up his strikeouts for the week, but go ahead. You're up on the articles. I don't remember the guy's name, but there was an article they had this week where they said that this player in the minor leagues might be the next best center fielder they have, and it wasn't the Martian. It's It was somebody else that he was hitting balls over the left field fence, over the roof of the building, outside the stadium. I can't think of what the kid's name was. It was in the last week. Was it Brandon Lockridge? Lockridge does not sound. That's, that's an article from last season. But again, they uh, said let's like, see, hold on. This, this guy, this kid just might be the next center fielder. He might be ahead of the, the, main, uh, the Martian. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Hey, fight it out. Best guy, you you win. You're, you're coming in. Everson Perriera? That might be it. Again, I, I don't remember. All right. Maybe he's at Somerset. We'll have to check that out. All right. So coming up, we've got uh, this three games in two days against the Texas Rangers. Uh, that'll be, if you're listening to this as soon as possible, that would be later today on Saturday, May 7th with a doubleheader on Sunday, May 8th. They're off on May 9th. And then they welcome Toronto for two games, May 10th and 11th. And then next weekend, they've got a four-game series in Chicago against the White Sox, May 12th through the 15th. That would be a good play. Will it, though? The White Sox, I don't know if they started playing the season yet. Yeah, they, they, they're- They are very but, disappointing. But again, you know, there comes a time where, ooh, we get hot. Is it when the Yankees come to town, like all of a sudden, okay, here we go. 
They're playing Toronto no. an awful lot. We haven't played Tampa Bay yet. That's fine. Just let's start racking up wins. Yeah, that's it. You got to play these teams and you got to get the wins. Build up the lead. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Did you have fun on your second appearance? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I I, I wish my, my, I'll call him my compadre, AJ. I wish him good health. I hope he returns soon. I, I can't wait to do a broadcast with him here also. See his smiling face. I like, I like happy AJ. I, that's a good sight. Well, I, I talked to him last night about some other matters and, uh, it, he did not look good. He he needed Claritin, uh, Allertech, Ester C. I even said, go take some garlic. Yeah. <laughs> Just- <laughs> AJ's got to learn. You got to eat the garlic. It clears you out. That, that's the cure all. Oh, he knows. He's uh, Maybe I'll start calling him my Yankee Paisano. We'll try that next week. <laughs> he might not turn um, around. He might not think you're talking to him. That's true. That's true. <laughs> all right. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. You got opinions? Well, we've been sharing them. We'd love to hear from you as well. You can email us, and our email address is feedback at chasefor28.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter. We are at chasefor28pod. Uh, It was fun this week to get yelled at by KFC Barstool when he was bitching and moaning about waking up to take his kid to Little League, and I replied to our account, and I said, stop whining, cherish the moments, and he told me to F off. (laughs) So that was fun. Hopefully, if, if maybe this is the first time you're listening to this podcast because that's how you discovered it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, What's that guy's name? Back. KFC what? Kevin from Bar. He's one of the guys who founded Barstool Sports. So last Saturday morning, he tweeted at like 8 a.m. that he was unhappy that like, you know, when they say that kids don't want to get up for T-ball and games at 8 o'clock on a Saturday, when he says kid, he means himself. Like, I don't want to get up and take my kid to Little League. And I'm like, at that point, I was already getting up and getting ready to take my little guy, to uh, his T-ball game. Well, all you should have said to him was, you did the crime, now you're doing the time. (laughs) I I am quick, but I am not that quick, I guess. (laughs) So AJ should be back next week. Not that I don't want you here. Maybe I'll bring you back next week, too. Um, We'll record next Friday, May 13th, 2022. If you want to send us feedback, do that by 5 p.m. on Thursday, May 12th. Go to chasefor28.com slash voicemail. And a couple ways you can support the show. Number one, tell a fellow Yankee fan about the podcast. It's the best way you can share a podcast you enjoy. And if you enjoy this one, please share it with another Yankee fan. You could also become a legend by visiting chasefor28.com slash legend. And you can also grab that merch. Sorry. Oh, wait, you're supposed to go to the game tonight. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. I, I was not willing to pay almost triple the price to get you a nobody beats the Riz shirt in a week. Um, but there will be one coming your way. I know the guy in promotions here at the podcast, and we're going to send you one. I was, I was, I'm going to be a walking billboard. People are going to be, where'd you get that shirt? That's right. So if you want to grab a, a Rizzo shirt, you can go to chasefor28.com slash Rizzo, R-I-Z-Z-O, or slash merch. Get those stickers, mugs, sweatshirts, t-shirts, whatever the case may be. Rep the podcast at the stadium. And again, follow us on Twitter, chasefor28pod. Also, in closing, a lot of women love the Yankees and love baseball. So from me, at the very least, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there who take their kids to the games, watch the games, and uh, certainly enjoy Yankee baseball. At moments like this, I think of my mom. She watches the Yankees probably begrudgingly because of you. She's got Uh, no choice in the matter. I got the remote. She's got no choice. I don't know how you pull that off. I try to put the Yankee game in the car with my wife, and it doesn't last very long. It's a a different day and time. (laughs) 
different back, day. In back life. in my day, I ruled. Hey, when your mother leaves the house, I'm in charge. <laughs> um, and I know that grandma. She loved oh, the Yankees. She, she loved Derek Jeter. She thought he was the cutest little thing. Oh, she loved going to the games. She did. Yes. Did she also bring a meatball sub? Uh, he didn't know what was in that purse. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being here on this episode, Pop. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.